This episode of The Ajima Show is sponsored by Backblaze. Get an unlimited computer backup for Macs or PCs for just six bucks a month. Backup documents, music, photos, videos, drawing, podcasts, projects, all your data. Restore files anywhere you have internet. And even if you are just off the grid, we can have an overnight hard drive to you with your backup on it. Over 40 billion files restored. Get yourself a free fully featured trial at backblaze.com backslash cpc please make sure you visit backblaze.com backslash cpc so they know where you came from and continue to support the show below go there play with it start protecting yourself from potential bad times start today December right? 2019, the year of our yeah. So we talked what before Thanksgiving, right? Or the day mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, my Thanksgiving was pretty good. We had some friends over, Chicago friends, Gorgeous. who are living in LA now, and um, yeah, mostly was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> there was there were um, some um, parts of the night that I wasn't too thrilled with. Okay. But I want to talk to you offline about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to put any of my friends on blast. <laughs> That's great. Love yeah, that. Love good. that sort of drama. Yes. I love it. <laughs> we live. We live. Yeah. And um, I I had the same thing. I had like uh, consecutive nights of like hosting slash being at family gatherings. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the thing. I have nothing. Pro- I, I I enjoy the holidays. I really do. I love, you know, we have, you and I have talked about we love gatherings. I We love to make life special. Yeah. Something to break up the unending gray monotony of life. Hello. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Um, it's why we do drugs. It's why, you know, and um, I will say that it is, however, very disruptive. I have a very regimented life and this thing like it fucks up like you i ate and drank so much for like four days yeah same and it fucks me up like i am i think i might be too old i mean <laughs> too old to be uh the last, taking that much peter the last time i said i'm too old for this shit was when i was doing cocaine in a men's bathroom and <laughs> At a, in a drag, <laughs> in a drag club in Nashville. That's the last time I said I'm too old for this. And that, and that was, was like, September. September. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like like three year and a half, some years, four years ago. That was four years ago. Was the last time I've been too quote unquote too old for this. Too old for this. Yeah, it was, it's a lot of intake, and the body, our bodies can't handle it, hon. We're pushing forty I feel, now. I feel sluggish. I feel bad. I was. I was grouchy i think that's the word i was yeah. grouchy especially so after ugly. four days of it it's so ugly yeah. i hate grouchiness yeah get the fuck nobody out of here likes, with fucking grouchiness yeah no i hate moodiness get the fuck out of here with that yes and I that's truly, you're doing that it. to yourself yes you could have you could have curbed that that's the part that's very upsetting it's like i know 
I'm old enough to know better. You know what I mean? Like I recognize all the feelings that I'm going through as a result, right. direct result right. of eating and drinking too much. Because like even just drinking too much, honey, I'm next day. I'm I'm back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like your yeah. eyes are fucking. It looks like you got stung by 900 bees. Yes. Yeah, I can't do it. But you know, it's still it's like, puoso. Like yeah. you're just puffy. Puff. Puff. Like I was looking at this photo of myself during like at the show, and I was like, I just look, puff. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. It's just like smile. My eyes get even smaller. Right. You know what I mean? Do white people <laughs> puff? Is that a, a like Korean Asian thing? Because I know my mom puffs. Because my mom yeah. drinks. And the yeah. next day she'll wake up all puasa and she'll have to like put out like like you know one of those like ice masks with the little yeah. beads on to bring yeah. to bring the like swelling down. Yeah, you put spoons on your eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've had this since I was young. Me too. Like, this is like a, this, this is, is a like when you have too much ramen. Exactly. And you're 15. It's not like it's this is age. No, like, <laughs> it's a sodium bloat. I think it's genetic. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I I always thought it was. I always thought it was because white people don't notice. White people you know don't I mean? notice it, their like face I being puffy? I, yeah, because for a period of time, I always thought that white people didn't get it. Mm. But then I realized living with a white person that does eat and drink poorly, like they uh, also get puffy. They just don't think about it. I live a, with a white person who is completely aware of what he's putting in his body. Yeah. And, and very picky about it. So I never see him bloat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and uh, do uh, and do, do like uh, uh, Latino people bloat or black people? Oh yeah, Latinos. I don't know about, I, I don't know about black people for but sure. Latinos, black, Latino people for sure. I've seen a puffy Latinx bitch recently. Yes. 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 And Latinos and Asians sometimes I get them confused. Yes. Do you know so many times <laughs> in in Central America I was mistaken yeah. by a uh, uh, by Costa Rican people as a Mexican person. Yeah, as a native, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah you're you're like part that. indigenous, right? You're kind of like fat and chubby, and your eyes disappear. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I tan well. You also, and I, are you my mom? Yeah. Right? Why are you talking to me this way? <laughs> How dare you? Is this a family reunion? Before we go into um, further, and I we just have to talk about our show. It's one week away. It's the last time we could talk about it before it comes out. I guess we're gonna do yeah. one more show. Uh, next week when you're in town. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but our show, you guys, it's been sold out for weeks and weeks. But I want to just reiterate, 12-12, 8 p.m., Comedy Central stage, be there. Standby tickets will be available. We will let you in. Please. Yeah. Uh, wh why would we not let you in? Why would That'd we not? That would be insane. Trust me. There's going to be so many people who, like, claim they got tickets and then will not come the day of. I guarantee yes. you. I fucking guarantee you this. So All right? So just be there. Trust. Someone's not gonna feel great. Yeah. So many people will not gonna. Uh, so many people will not feel great. I guarantee it. Especially because they didn't pay for these tickets. They're gonna be like, who yes. cares? I'll see just them come. another time. Yeah. Just, just come. come. Just, just come. come. And also, yeah. uh, officially, we are doing the after party at three clubs. Ooh. Right down the street. It's 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 super cute. Um, you'll love it, Onji. It's like very like old Hollywood. Um, dim lights. Uh, tufted. Uh, booths and couches, a strong oh cocktail, you know? Oh. Yeah. You know, I really, that is my era. That is just. <laughs> Old Hollywood? If Yeah. Like, if I could have been, 
Like, uh, I, that's just, I wish it was socially acceptable for me to wear kick gloves and have pink curls in my hair. (laughs) Carbon monoxide (laughs) thing is going. (laughs) I swear to God, there's really nothing happening in my house right now. There's like, I can't even see any smoke. And this fucking bitch of an alarm goes off the second we cook anything. Well, is it always a broiler? No, it's not always the broiler. It's like different things all the time. But anyway. It's pissing me off. That's what. Well, that you know, I got was. rid of all of them because ours used to. Ours used to do that. You too. got rid of all your alarms. Because <laughs> yeah. I was so young. No, but like it was like Kichana. You know, it's like so annoying. Wait, that's not safe at all. <laughs> I know. You so there, there's nothing detecting carbon monoxide. Well, now there is. We, we got it back. I don't believe I you. I think you're just saying that. <laughs> so that the Peter, listeners. I, I swear to you right now, you got it back? Jordan Georgianovich, my Bulgarian friend and contractor. <laughs> <laughs> friend first, contractor second. Yeah. DM me if you want his info. He's a really great guy. Okay. He will give All it right. to you straight. I believe that. Believe and Jordan, the last time he was in my house, noticed that there were no... <laughs> there were no fucking fire alarms? <laughs> and he said, you can't live here with a child like this. No. And we're like, Jordan, this is a good point. Oh, my God. <laughs> he he was about to call Child Protective Services on your ass. <laughs> But it's so annoying. It's so annoying because we cook a lot too. And I'm like, yeah, okay, a little bit of smoke, a little burning. It's fine. Leave it. I got it under control. This is, this this means it's smoky. This means it's crisp. Yes. You know? But I, so basically I have all of them, but I, is the alarm close to your stove? Not really. It's in the other room, but it's (sighs) highly sensitive. I don't know. It's, it's annoying. Anyway. Maybe it just takes, maybe it takes after his parents. (laughs) <laughs> are you talking about me or it's manufacturer yeah. uh, <laughs> by the way it's my birthday on sunday i know oh my god and i'm feeling a way about it are you yeah because i remember feeling like this when i turned 27 you know okay. what i mean 10 years later mm-hmm. i'm turning 37 uh-huh. and i it doesn't feel that special it doesn't feel monumental it just feels like here we go another year you know like there's nothing cool about it so i don't like and i don't really like you know um planning for myself it's and i've never been one of those guys like okay it's my birthday week first we're gonna do yeah. this and then second and all my best friends are gonna get together i'm like who are my friends I'm literally <laughs> looking that it goes it goes dark pretty fast. Yeah, okay, cool. yeah. Because <laughs> you know, like we have a lot of quote friends. We have yes. a lot of people we like and enjoy and would love mm. to hang out with. But I'm ha- so I decided to host it at my house. Okay. And we just had Thanksgiving, so I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But I also didn't I want say, to have yeah. like I didn't want people to come out and like be at a restaurant and then take over a space and yada, yada, yada. You know, it's just not my scene. You know, like I'm the consummate, like come to my house and we'll kiki and we'll hang out. You know, like that's, that's me. So I decided to do a breakfast burrito buffet, a breakfast burrito brunch. Uh It's a buffet as well. So I'm just going to make a bunch of eggs, beans, chorizo, uh-huh. you know, stuff that goes into a breakfast burrito, hash, yeah. and then have people roll it up themselves and eat and hang out from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's good. Right? I mean, it won't end at 2, but okay. I need people to get the fuck out. I, 
<laughs> and you know, LA, these bitches are going to come at like 145 and be like, yeah, we're going to hang out. No, you have 15 minutes to eat and get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I don't want you around. <laughs> well, I mean, I like, I love a Sunday brunch thing because it still gives you the rest of Sunday to like kind of get your shit together for Monday. I it's on a Saturday first of all so it's maybe <laughs> even better no it's even <laughs> my birthday's on Sunday but the brunch is because I'm going to Vegas oh are you yeah Eric and I are going to Vegas for how long um just a couple of days to you know celebrate on our own and not with other people Ah, you guys are so in love. It's fucking gross uh, we got <laughs> we got gifted um Caesar's Palace stay yeah, and a hundred dollars at Gordon Ramsay's restaurts. Wait, yeah, you got get what? It, it was actually a gift from Ellen DeGeneres, who, um, well, it was like a giveaway thing that um our friends Benda and John got yeah. from from last year, and they're like, oh my god, time's running out. Like we don't know if we could do this, and we're like, we'll take it. My birthday's coming. I will take it. So we just took their gift. Oh, that's perfect. That's so amazing. That's such a fucking LA thing. Very LA. <laughs> like I, it's like a free Ellen gift. That you yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna go and like it's gonna be on my birthday, so I'm gonna demand a upgrade. You know. Yes. Yeah. To a Caesar's suite. is great. Caesar's yeah. is great. Have you been yeah. to um, uh, Las Vegas? I've been there once, uh-huh. and I won f- almost five hundred dollars. <gasps> On what? On a penny slot. No way. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time I ever gambled. We were walking by uh, and then. Beginner's we luck. Just, the, yeah. And I just put in a dollar and then the first spin never ended. And I was I didn't know what was happening. Whoa. And my brother-in-law could not believe this was happening as it kept ramping up. And then Whoa. he started laughing. And he, I was like, what's happening? He's like, You're, you do you not realize what this I was like, I thought those are spins. Points and it was dollars. <gasps> oh my god! Uh, that's so, and then you I put in one dollar. I made four hundred ninety-seven dollars and eight cents in one roll. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> that's the American dream right there. Yes, and that's why I, I after feel I'm like jumping up and down on the floor of Caesar's Casino, oh my god. freaking out, and like a couple people, people like gathered around. They're like, "Oh, it's like for four hundred dollars, whatever." Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I lost that three minutes ago. Exactly. So it was no big deal, but it was so exciting. But the that's thing so is, exciting. the feeling that nookie is so dangerous oh that that's dopamine a very dangerous feeling that ding 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 yeah that's the whole thing behind pachinko yeah the, the it's actual machine it's yes. so dangerous like it's like you're getting something for nothing yeah. like truly nothing yeah so i blew it all that i blew all of that um all i said i bought um all of us like the really nice buffet at caesar's <gasps> oh see that's the way to do it when you win something you spend you don't hoard no what am I gonna do with this four hundred? I mean, who fucking cares? It's not gonna change my life. Why not? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not exactly. Like, you know, that's like my Uber for like a couple of months. I guess I could think of it that way, but like, I yeah, don't know. who cares? You're in Caesars. You're in Vegas. You fucking yeah, they got surkey. You know, yeah. And, you know, like I when know. you have some kind of money, and then everyone's like, oh, he won money. Good for him. But secretly, everyone's like, fuck. I'm not making money. (laughs) And then you go, oh, I made all this money. And then you all go to dinner and you're like, on me. Yeah. Yeah. That is so much. No more much. So bad. 
matcha, matcha. I was like making sure that everyone ate up on the prime rib because it was like oh, at Caesar's that thing. It's like rib. there's ton of sushi. There's like yes. prime rib everywhere. You know, K- K- crab legs, king yes. crab legs. Oh yes. my god. Ugh. So it's like it's almost too much, but you could hang out there all fucking day too. You know. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh, Valentine's Days ago, Ben John, myself, and Eric went to Vegas, and we did the buffet pass, which is three different casinos, and you could eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner buffets on uh, at three different buffets. Yeah. And you pay, like, one price, <laughs> and it was so fucking good. And, you know, like, okay, some of the buffet, like, at Excalibur, no shade, mm-hmm. trash. Okay? But yes. So what? You're getting such a good deal, and you're sitting there all day eating, 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 playing, eating, coming back. It really, yeah. It really was like it. It, it felt sinful. <laughs> Decadent in Decadent. a way. That's like yeah. <laughs> that's like very like your body was feeling late stage capitalism. <laughs> oh, bitch! The second I I was stepped into Excalibur, I was like my face was puffed out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah no, that's a good idea though that's yeah. a great breakfast brunch idea and i Thank love you. having stuff at your house and at our own house and you do too so i do yeah yeah you know. I, th- I think it'll be good it's just uh, you know i wish i had an assistant <laughs> or like does your okay does max your husband plan for you so you don't have to plan i'm the look i'm giving you would give ah! you the answer Eric's the same exact way. He would never, maybe it's a white man thing, but he would never, I don't think he would ever think of planning something for my birthday if I didn't ask him to. If I didn't specifically be like, I would like to be surprised and I want this from you and I want to be treated like a queen and I want presents. Like, unless I spell that out, I don't think he would ever like think to do it. And I wonder if this is an issue because like your, your husband's exactly the same way, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Nunchi to me. It is fucking Nunchi. It's, it's nunchi. exactly Nunchi. Do you want to, let me tell you this, okay? So this is the reality of our partners where like, unless I were to tell him that I needed this from him exactly at this time. Yeah. Like he would be incapacitated. He's like, well, I didn't know what else to, I didn't know what you would want. So I like, didn't get anything. It's like, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. It's what do you mean? It's not an excuse. Give me money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's like something. But I mean, like I call like Valentine's Day our annual. It's like the day of our fan annual fight. Because it's like, but now after <laughs> after many years of this, he's starting to learn a little bit. Like he's mm. he's like that Pavlovian like response where he's like, he's starting to learn a little bit from the mm. shocks, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I will say this about the difference with the Nunchi, right? My parents and his parents were dr- exchanging Saul, my son. We're giving, uh, we're like going, it was going from one grandparent to another set of grandparents and they were going to do a drop pass off of my son. Mm. And they were, we, they met in the parking lot of H Mart. Because it's a midpoint for everybody. And it's like a place where everyone knows where it is. The one up in Niles? So, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a good H-mart, like, actually. It is a good H-mart. Yeah. So they go and they go in and my mom notices that Max's father ooing and awing and buying a box of persimmons at uh, ca- H-mart. Come. Come, yeah. Uh. My mom was like, "Ah, come join the bar." Women, she, my, he must like uh, persimmons because he like got the box of it. Right. And as a result, two and a half weeks later, yeah, they gave them a gift Boom. of come, yeah, of persimmons. 
at for Thanksgiving. Box of cum. That's amazing. Yeah. Did, were they delighted? Yeah, but I mean, it's like that's some shit. She he, he didn't say anything to my parents. No, he didn't make a big deal. She noticed it. Yes. And when the t- and and then oh, almost like a month later, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I think he'd like this." Yeah. That's Nunchi. That's Nunchi. I'm always he- listening for what people need, and I'm trying to fill that need. If I if I like them, you know, like that's yeah. that's some that's like my love language, I guess. Acts of service and gifts. Yes. I, I'm, I'm not good at words of yeah. affirmation. No. I no. can't do I'm trying hard to practice that every day because I think my partner needs that. Max is the same way. He likes words of affirmation. Oh my we just God. And you and I of course cannot bring no. ourselves to em, to be emotionally available through words. Like what the fuck is wrong with us? And it's not just about that. To me, you're doing the minimum. <laughs> But the, okay, that you have might not prove it to me that you are going above and beyond. This is not A plus effort. It's not A plus effort. But okay, be that as it may, I completely agree with you. But how hard is it for you to speak words of affirmation to your partner? I would rather die. I would rather be shot by a fucking shooting guard. Like it's I can't. It's really hard for. And is it because we're raised by Korean parents? Yeah, but also it's because, that, that, I mean, to me, it needs, you need to warrant that. Like, I don't uh, even, No, of like, course, of course, yeah. you have to warrant that. It can't be, like, fake. Like, yeah. But let's say, you know, the your partner's doing everything you, That they you know? can do, right? Right. You're, we're congrats. They want affirmation for the level that they're able to v- provide. Right. And the thing is, I'm not grading on a scale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want the raw numbers. <laughs> I want the raw numbers. <laughs> And so, but I'm I'm learning too, man. I'm learning. I'm, I'm like in my but mind. It, it I must know be so hard. It's so hard for me, and I know it's gonna be hard for you because we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. But you also have a child. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, do you do you practice it with your child? No. <laughs> we're ruining another generation. <laughs> I don't. Do, I mean, I give it to my son. It's a okay. I don't. So I give hard. him, but for him, it's like I, the scale is like with him. So I'm at there at the beginning. So like I'm congratulating him things in respect to how he was before. You know what I mean? Like so, it's like a little bit. I'm my I'm grading on a scale with him. Right. Because the raw number is like the raw number in in context of his life, and I've seen all of it. Right. Right. Versus he- like my husband, it's like I'm looking at the raw numbers of just like life. <sighs> <laughs> Our He's also a fucking grown ass man. Like I, I mean, I know. <laughs> like it's very different, you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm tough. I'm tough on my son in that. Like people have remarked that I don't like give. I don't give him a lot of adulation, and I do not like when people talk about his appearance or like this, like stuff like that. You don't like when people say, "Oh, he looks so cute." Yes. Okay. Like, you don't in, like that. in front of in front of him. What would you rather people say? He seems to be listening very well. He seems to be very ob- obedient. Obedient. Oh my God. <laughs> like I want him to be. <laughs> we are turning into our parents. This is horrific. This is I, awful. I, I congratulated this. Um, we had the day. So after Thanksgiving, I had like a Friendsgiving on Saturday. After I hosted my parents on Friday, and then I had a Friendsgiving on Saturday. 
um, their this young daughter, she made way for her father. She like moved over to the bench in the kitchen so that my his her father could have a seat. Right? That's nunche. Yeah, absolute nunche. And I looked at her and I said, "That's very good, you know, Vitya. Like that's like yeah. that's very good nunche." And she like took it in and we kind of explained. And then inside of this, Saul starts pulling out his fork with like a tiny little bit of cake on it. Oh. And he gives it to me. He's like, here you go. And he gives it to me. And he go, looks at me and goes, was that Nunchi? And I was <gasps> like, no. <laughs> no, that's not it. Try harder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Our poor children. <laughs> All right, you guys. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Japanese breakfast. Uh, hey, this is Michelle from Japanese breakfast. My name is Michelle Donner. I play in a band called Japanese breakfast. This is Michelle from Japanese breakfast. It's funny because I grew up always wanting to like appear more white. Even like my middle name is Chungmi, which is my mom's name. I used to pretend I didn't have and a middle name because I didn't want anything Asian about me or whatever. Now that I'm older and now that I want so badly to connect with it, I get really sensitive now if I go to like a Korean restaurant and the Korean woman is like surprised that I speak some Korean, you know? Because I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't look Korean. Like, what's going on? So it's funny how <laughs> Hey, we're back. Um, isn't it weird to like, uh, uh, like, see yourself turning into the generation that you were trying to fight? Yes, Ugh. yes. But I also see the gradations, right? Of I course. don't, because I also don't yell. Mm-hmm. Max and I don't yell. Do you, I feel like do you so meme? much. Of, what? Do you meme? No. Oh no! It's all meme. positive affirmation and oh, redirection. Wow. Okay, that's way different. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I'm withholding. <laughs> well, duh. You got to have something. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what are you going to hang your hat on? <laughs> I am way too withholding. Um, but, you know, speaking of generational um, stuff, I recently read a um, tweet from a Korean lady who's uh-huh. Harabaji. Yeah. Voted for um, Trump because um, he hated Trump less than he hated Hillary. He wow. that's what he said, and apparently he and his like doine, you know, like other um, harabajis grandfathers, yes, all, all then all did the same thing. Clearly, of a, 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 um, a thin veil of misogyny, right? But completely yeah. saying like this is why we voted, and apparently they're all voting for Andrew Yang this year. Wow, which. Who knows if he's even going to survive the next primary? People are dropping like flies. Kamala's out. Kamala being getting out was really kind of sad. It was sad. It was sad. Like, I didn't expect, you know, like, I have been praying. It's like kind of one of those things. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a, a, a farmer in this scenario. Okay, bad analogy. I hope. <laughs> Phil, can you edit this out? Thank you. <laughs> But I, have a, I mean, both of us have been talking about wanting the field to thin out a little bit so For that sure. a presumptive. But not that you know, way. There's plenty of white yes. men to thin out. 
I just what I'm saying. This guy, I don't even know his fucking name. The one that wears like an interesting belt who's all about the economy or the, the all about the environment. Oh, Sayer or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He came in Bloomberg. late. Bloomberg. It's just like Bloomberg's this, ass. All Get this, the fuck out of here. So like it's like all of the a Buddha judge, like it's like all these white men yeah. who have as much of like a chance and have had what significantly less public service experience outside of Bloomberg. Like they get to stay right. and have their peace. Right. And it all because of money. Yeah. All because she ran out of money. Yeah. Because we won't support a black woman. That is so fucking ugh. it's it's it's, a, it's sort of it's it's very similar to like how like life in the creative arts sort of works out. It's like like it helps to have money. You know, it's like not the reason why you'll succeed in the end or whatever. And like a mm. lot of plenty of people without money succeed, you know, like but it yeah. helps. It, it helps, helps you survive the important early days. Right. Exactly. And that's the, what it is. Yeah. And you, most people get weeded out fast. Like my ass is about to get weeded out of Hollywood like today. You know what I mean? Like I'm fucking broke and I'm on unemployment. I'm struggling to get up here and fucking do shows. Like I'm really feeling the nepotism or the lack thereof. Here. Yeah. So, yeah, it is I what mean, it is. I mean, and so she was like she got out. And, like, all the things with – okay, so at least within the primary now, just, like, pivoting a little bit, there was this interesting article that I was reading in the, um, an op-ed in the L.A. Uh, Times mm -hmm. about very specifically Yang. And he's been – he has consistently been polling in the top ten uh, within the Democratic race. Like, dudes like him. A particular brand of dude – Loves this guy. A lot of dude bros love Andrew Yang. Yeah. Like, I don't know if any women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't heard one female friend be like, yeah, Yang gang. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even as a joke. I mean, like, it's. <laughs> yeah. So it's very appealing to a very specific type of dude. Mm -hmm. And we all know it's like also like you just described the older. Like, of course, all the Korean people. Uh, everyone Asian that is old is going to obviously vote for him. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, like, n uh, no questions asked. Yes. But what was interesting is in the media coverage of him, the LA, this op-ed inside the Times, LA Times was saying that he's oftentimes just ignored. Like, they'll just not mention him. They won't like, even, yeah. They'll, they'll, like, cut him out of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. They'll like they'll they won't even put him in the ranking, even though he comes into like the middle of the ranking. Yes, like they'll just not. He's been mistaken for many other Yangs. <laughs> for Bo and Yang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be completely honest, I'm gonna say this, and I know I'm gonna get dragged for this, but I don't care. I just have to be honest about it. The first Democratic primary where there were like 15 people, yeah. I came, I like came in late, and I was like, I sat down, and people were talking, and then Julian Castro was on, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, Andrew Yang's here," and I. <laughs> <laughs> that was before I knew what they looked like, but I thought Julian Castro was Andrew Peter, Yang. <laughs> Peter, that is taking not seeing color too far. <laughs> it just goes back to that whole like, is he Asian? Is he Latinx? I don't know. <laughs> Some of us look very similar. 
Oh, my dad gets mistaken uh, for being Mexican all the time. Right. Yeah, but he doesn't speak English, so it makes sense. Like people just start to speak sure, English Spanish, sure, sure. but it's all the same to him. He doesn't understand. Oh my um, God. But yeah, no, he's been mixed up uh, with Jerry Yang, the founder of Yahoo. Yahoo. Which, oh my yeah. God. John Yang of NPR, and then another guy who's a writer um, called Jeff Yang. I mean, they're all JYs. Oh, I Jeff guess. Yang. No. I just met yeah. Jeff Yang. Yes. Yeah. So, so like. He gets mixed up with these people, I guess, but it's like, it's like just this thing with Asian names, Asian men specifically, like Asian women. And so this writer is talking about sort of like the invisibility that Asian people experience yeah. in, and he, and Andrew Yang is kind of living the real life, like writ large version of what sort of like most of us kind of feel every day. Like, I feel this, the reason why I bring this up is so resonated is because, one, I think as a woman, and also because I'm of small stature, mm -hmm. I feel like that's why I have this voice. <laughs> that's why you're loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, also, like, why I, at 15, made a concerted effort to drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes so that I would, my voice would be pitched down. Really? Like I, yes. Like, my voice is one, if I were to have ever... And I'm sure there's some recording of me when I was younger, but like, yeah, I, you can hear me very squeaky, and then over my junior year, make a very concerted effort to pitch my voice down. Interesting. That's and now wow. I, I, and I also very actively started smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey specifically to yeah. do that. Wow. I drank. Yeah. I drank whiskey and cigarettes early but never to pitch my voice down just to be you know hanging out with other koreans because that's all we did <laughs> yeah that's all they did no. yeah i mean like that it was 100 percent because i i remember the first time i smoked a cigarette because i hung out with like very like the you know nerdier like like it was like a very specific group of us that hung out around the um lockers doing cam homework you know in the mornings like that oh god <laughs> you no. know what i mean like it was <laughs> Excellent. When I talk about excellence, I'm talking about fucking excellence. Well, yeah, you're the. You're, didn't you bring like a um a like rolled one of those rolling suitcases to yes. school? Weren't you yes. one of those girls? Yes, I was one of those girls. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot that of books. So I had a lot of auxiliary reading that I was yes. completing. Thank you. <laughs> that is but so opposite from my experience, my high school experience. I but remember I, remember I used to look at those I kids. Oh. I, remember, I, I never remember. I'll never forget the first time I came in after smoking a cigarette. No one believed me. Really? They, they didn't were... believe that I would do that. Because you're but too But it nerdy. was like, I was too good. Oh. But I truly was, it was like um, a program I created to do this. <laughs> that is so insane. Oh, it's insane. 100% it's insane. Do you feel like it's gotten you opportunities and put you in spaces because your voice has been pitched down? No, but I know for a fact it does make some people see me differently. It forces people because like, I mean, I still have a very Asian accent. Like I, I left to my own devices. I'll, I'll squeak to no end. Like <laughs> that's my default. I love it. <laughs> you mean that like Asian nasal squeak? Yeah. Both of us have do? it. Yeah. yeah. Both of us have it. It's very Absolutely. clear we're Asian on the phone <laughs> and here on this podcast, but <laughs> like we wouldn't be able to, you know, we, we could not quote unquote pass. Right. No, no. And no. a lot of Asian people on NPR, for example, you, they, they do that thing. They're able to do it. Yeah, but the, the, I never got this there. This is Susan Nam yeah. of NPR. 
Yes, and th- yes. Yeah, they'll do that whole like Midwestern white voice. I can't, d- I can't I do can't that. Do it, right? <laughs> no, I, I don't I want to. Know. My tongue is too short. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is too poor already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I think that sometimes in interpersonal um, interactions, at least in an office, when I worked in an office, mm. it did help. And I think that it, it forces people to see you. And that's what this article is talking about, like sort of like the default invisibility that we sort of experience. And yeah. I, get, I think it's a lot of things. It's like the, I think with like men, it's like to sort of like desexualize like thing. Also, for whatever reason, they just do not because of like, it's like, oh, they'll just always be good. You know, we've kind of fallen to the <sighs> Yeah, background. model minority myth. Yes. Yeah, it's really still hanging over us. And because we don't have the representation we need in the media and or just in public life, we constantly get fucking um, dismissed like this. And this is exactly why we need Andrew Yang in the game right now. At least in the graphic. like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like at the minimum, we can fucking let him. He's doing the thing. So let's represent him accordingly. You know? Yeah. He's 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 making he's really making a lot of money. He's raising a lot of money. He brought his wife into the spotlight and they did an interview and she seems very cool and very smart. She seems like one of those cool, smart um, Asian ladies that like you want to be friends with because they like go to the plays you know like they yeah. go to like operas you know like that's yeah that's cool that we have people like that and it's not just subcultural and we're not just sitting there to like support our our white superheroes you know like this is this is a reason why we do this podcast is so that our voices are out there albeit a lot of people don't want to hear it okay they don't they don't want to subscribe to Two queer, loud Koreans just fucking <laughs> screaming about stuff. But, you know, it's important, I think, because, hey, we're already here and we have to live in this country and we have this thing called freedom of speech. So might as well fucking use it. Can and we? Let's. Can we, please? Yeah. And um, the fact that these, like, older Korean men are, like, voting like that way, though that we really are ashamed of him. We don't talk about it. We don't, Koreans and Asian people don't talk about politics with our families. We barely talk about our bodies. Yeah. Unless or, there are digestive issues. R- right. Or <laughs> it's our parents dragging us for being fat. You know, like, yeah, yeah. we don't have any actual speech happening. And I will say, just to play devil's advocate, a lot of it is due to nunchi. Because mm-hmm. we don't want to uh, rock the boat. We don't want to... Uh, make it awkward during Christmas, you know, during holidays. We don't want to bring anything up and we'd rather just not fight. And that's a huge problem for us. Like we ought to be fighting all the time, you know, like we have to bring up these things that piss us off about our own families. Cause if our own, if we can't, you know, extend the change in our own families, then how do we expect to be taken seriously outside of our families? We don't like there's they're not they're not trying to look at us like other whites, Mm -mm. you know, and they don't look at us as blacks. No, you know, because we just don't have that historical context with them and they're not white people aren't, quote, afraid of us, you know, like they are of Latinos and blacks, which is it is a good thing, I guess, because who wants to be feared, but also Machiavelli. It's better to be feared than to be respected. So, yeah. <laughs> or, or to be loved, whatever the quote is. 
my point is we <laughs> we need to be a bigger and more uh, louder pitch down voice in <laughs> in our media and in our politics. And yeah, I mean, yeah. It sucks that fucking Andrea uh, is he my candidate of choice? No. But no. that doesn't matter. I still support him because he's an Asian man in the race. And I'm going to support that no matter what. And yeah. I have to I'm did I, did I tell you I'm do, I'm doing a fundraiser? Oh, I'm, for I'm not him? doing I I'm not doing a fundraiser, sorry. Yeah. I am performing in a fundraiser for him. Really? Yeah, in 2 weeks. Interesting. And, and I was a little like I was like, oh, do I? Because, you know, a friend of mine asked, so she's yeah. setting it up. And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, well, you know, like performing in it doesn't equal endorsement. So it, it's, you just be doing a gig. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm up for a gig for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then all your ideas were like, what? Why? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm, no, I mean, like, I, I, I will say that with Kamala's, like, concession like uh driving out of the race i will say that it i suddenly started feeling bad about like wanting everybody to get out i think the multi plurality of voices and like sort of uh, policy ideas like let's get it all out there and i think seeing people of color seeing women of color seeing women at all you know like it, this is sort of unprecedented, you know, like having Kamala and, like, you know, and like yeah. Mary and fucking Williamson, you know, just like a lot of it's like kind of good. It like it, it almost good. floods the market. Yeah. So that people are used to just whoever. Yeah. You know? it's, it's normalizing <laughs> candidates that look different. And yes. that's that's a huge thing for us. And then and, and then also having this like plurality of ideas and like kinds of like backgrounds and stuff I thought was is now in retrospect good. Um, yeah. Because it's helpful because it lays the groundwork for you know, some the next version of whatever, we, you know, like the next version of democracy as our republic crumbles. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> today I was getting my nails done and watching the shit today. And I just like, whoo, yeah. That's why I wa like having Kamala, Kamala drop out and then like reading this in the Times, I was just like, yeah, maybe like Yang just being erased at all. That really brought some stuff up for me. Like, do you remember? I mean, you worked in Silicon Valley, so there were like more Asian people around. Was it like yeah. a little different? It was definitely different. In yeah. Silicon Valley in San Francisco, I mean, we had a Chinese mayor when I was living there. So like, right, and, right, right. you know, I started one of the biggest improv theaters in San Francisco, an Asian right. guy, a gay Asian. And my team had there were three Asians on the team, four Asians on the team. Wow. And yeah, less yeah. white people. So like it, it is more normal to see Asian representation in the, uh, in NorCal. Yeah. Like Silicon yeah. Valley wise, but nowhere else in the country. Right. Like I mean, we're, like we're so relegated good. to like Chinatowns and Koreatowns. And the fact that this, you know, brings us to our next topic, but the fact that like Korean culture. Yeah. Is so, um, it, it is pervasive in pop culture is a huge boon for us because it mm -hmm. moves all of us forward a giant step. Like yeah. they have to reckon with us. They have to reckon with BTS. They have to reckon with skincare. They have to reckon with fucking Korean um, actors in K -drama. Hollywood. K-drama, yeah, yeah. K-drama, you know, <laughs> as a global export yep. that is undeniable in the billions, you know? Like, so this brings us to our next topic. Um, Yet another young Korean K-pop star has been found dead. 
This is the third person in the last two months. Isn't this crazy? This is like literal epidemic. Yeah. His name is Cha Inha, South Korean pop star. He's also an actor. He just um, was cast and finished filming this very popular uh, rom-com show. Uh, It's not K-drama. It's like K-rom-com. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, you know one of those know. like cutesy yes. ones. I yes. guess it's also Tudama, but like, uh, it's called Love with Flaws, and it premiered just last week to like mm-hmm. great huge numbers, and it's uh, a Korean national TV primetime show. You know what I mean? It's like Copy Prince back in wow. the day. Wow. You know, or like f- a fl- what was that Flower Boys one? A uh, Boys Over Flowers. Yes, it's like that big. Wow. And he is a regular on this show. It's already completed filming. And he was found dead last week in his house. His real name is Lee Jae-ho. And he recently started acting. And uh, he started, uh, he's, he was starring in uh, short films like You, Deep Inside Me. And then, of course, Love with Flaws. And he was also part of the K-pop group Surprise You. Now, Surprise You apparently is uh, worth $3.5 billion annually to South Korea's economy, according to Hyundai Research Institute. And um, the group is getting an extended period of rest and relaxation to recharge and refresh as musicians and careers. That's what the official saying is. Now, what happened, no one knows, because they won't do an autopsy on this guy. Yeah, I know. This is fucked up. It's fucked up. I don't understand why they're not doing an autopsy. And basically the official word is please don't pry into the privacy like while we're going through this hard time. Yeah. So this just screams foul play to me. Or, yeah. you know, it's drugs? An- uh, drugs, some kind of like overdosing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like to me, it's like this – it says about the kind of control that the um, like wh- like whatever whichever which of the three entertainment companies owns him, right? You know, like th- this is what it looks like when corporations own people, right? The you guy know? was twenty seven years old. They get treated like assets. Yeah, Tra- there it's it's Wall Street. Mm-hmm. They're trading commodities, bonds, back and forth. And they're like, oh, this one died. Oh, okay, well, we we built in depreciation, so uh, let them rest for a month, and then right back into the three point five billion dollar industry. Like, yes, what the fuck, man? This I has mean, this got is, to stop. I mean, and it's like, it's a type of thing that could. It's the kind of thing that happens. I feel like in. Uh, it's happened here. I mean, it's always happened. Yeah, it's happened remember here Kesha? All the time. Yeah, like I would say, like Britney, like all yes. of these. Oh like, my God, Britney, so sad. Yeah, like people, and even I would imagine that, like Judy Garland and yes. Marilyn Monroe. These are like the first, and that was back in the old, like big studio days that actually right. owned the players, the, the actors. And like now that America is more splintered and like they you know, it's not as much controlled by studios, you know, it's like more they're almost owned by like the conglomerates. Industry. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and, it, yeah. and you know, it could it's like can be seen as like they have vested interests and stuff. Whereas in Korea, it's sort of more like the old studio days where the 
people producing and helping you become who you are also runs the means of distribution and you are in the family. And that's bad. It was just bad for the people inside of it. I, I wonder what will happen. I mean, this is so traumatic. Like, this has to... I mean, there's no unions in Korea, I don't think. No, right? no, one's, no one's protecting these people. Yeah. They live online. So yeah. they're constantly being cyberbullied, attacked. They have no sense of self outside of the image of Idor. It's not like they have a life outside of this. They don't have any other friends. All their other friends are like... BTS members or, you know, other pop star members, celebrity, B-list celebrities, and they're being shuttled around Seoul and other countries to tape fucking, um, what is it, like variety shows. It, it's it, it's hardly a life. And they, it, it's, imagine it being like, do you have you ever watched like Dance Moms? Mm-hmm. I have. It's like, a few episodes, yeah. It's like being that kid, but like, not being protected by like SAG rules where like kids have to break and, and have schooling and stuff like that on set. Like there's no rules f- to protect these kids. And they're Only kids. A, dem- a higher demand for more performance, more, right. more content and um, more money from you. And it's like, you know, th- that is just like, it creates a toxic, toxic mental state. And we're seeing what that does to people. We saw what happened to it in the old Hollywood system. Like everyone was like closeted on drugs, like, you know. Heroin. Everyone's on heroin. Yeah, everyone was being pumped full of stuff because that would like make them more docile and easier to manage. I mean, it's like this is, I think to me, like the this has to be one of those straws, right? I mean, I don't know if it'll it'll be the straw, but this has to be marked as one of the straw, one of the straws. I really think like Amnesty International or like UN has to step in and be like, what the fuck is going on here? How are you treating these people? Are you yeah. treating them like cattle? Working this conditions. is basically yeah, yeah. Yeah. fucking slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Albeit they're like, you know, in Chinlo Soju ads. You know, like it's <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. crazy. It's yeah, yeah. sick. And speaking of toxic, we have an episode called Toxic K-Pop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, from, I think, earlier this year or last year. <clears throat> it was all about these guys. Who uh, I texted you this the minute I saw this. I was I like, justice, finally. So what it is, the episode that we we're talking about talks all about these guys, Chung Jun-young, who's a sing- singer-songwriter, and Che Jong-hun, former member of boy band FT Island. They were both being indicted and investigated for Bolle Kamera, Burka, you know, those um, being secretly taping women, you know, in sexual encounters, in bathrooms mm-hmm. and shit. And also for gang rape. So uh, it just we just found out last week that a South Korean court has sentenced the two K-pop stars to six and five years respectively in prison for gang rape. And additionally convicted one of them for distributing videos of assaults. Finally. Finally. This has been going on for years. Yeah. And this is a huge win for us as humanity and us as Koreans mm-hmm. to fucking start breaking. I mean, how much... Uh, fucking evidence and overwhelming evidence must there have been in order for this court to have come to this decision because this has been a rampant issue in Korea forever. Yeah, I mean, it's a signal that like the culture will need to change because it's a part of a, like it's endemic in the culture there. You know, yeah. it's like the prostitution, sort of human trafficking stuff that just came up. I mean, this shit is wild. 
It's yeah. truly wild. Like I, Chung I mean, Junyoung yeah. uh, was convicted of filming himself having sex with other women without in their knowledge and sharing the footage without their consent. This is exactly what the fucking problem is, and it's it's the highest profile example of this like spy cam crimes in South Korea. So I'm glad that you the, these people are being made, and five to six years is not enough. Mm-hmm. These women are killing themselves. Yeah. This they should be found. Guilty of fucking involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to do with some of the... Um, rec- have you seen the stuff that's really coming out recently about um, like the texting stuff, like the sort of internet texting? Like a couple of this girl, I, I believe they're both Filipino, um, in, in America, like he had like... She was harassing him by a text and kept telling him he was reaching out to her. They were dating, and he kept talking to her about a ment- his mental health issues. He was experiencing a lot of anxiety, and she kept texting him to kill himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That girl, Boston College or something, Yes, right? it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then he wound up killing himself. Now she's being charged. Like, there's With a new case law being made around this stuff. Cyberbullying. Cyberbullying. There has like, to be. We, it can no longer be, like, this boomer mentality of, like, well, then sign off. Yeah. Well, just log off and go to Susan's house and have some tea. You know, like that's not how this works. You're com- just log off. Yeah, there is no log quote logging off. I okay, I have nieces and nephews, and yeah. they're tiny. They're babies, and their parents are so fucking tired. Yeah. All they want to do is the kids to just shut the fuck up. You yeah. know, and they're given an iPad. Yeah, yeah. They're given a phone and to keep them, you know, they're watching whatever, parental controlled, whatever. But mm-hmm. the fact is, it is part of our daily lives as we raise these millennial and Gen Z children. We can't yes. expect them to, quote, log off. There's no such thing. It's like telling a kid not to go to school because they're getting bullied. How? You have to yeah. go to school. <laughs> I mean, some people are opting out of that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> There's a lot of homeschooling. <laughs> there is a lot. Of, I mean, I'm in these mom groups and it's like. Ooh, shit is wild out here. There's a wild lot of people getting ki- shot up. Like, how yeah. would you, I can't even imagine having a kid right now and, and the kid coming home and be like, oh, we did drills for s- school shooting. Like, what a terrible time to fucking be alive for a young person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I am glad that these guys got finally got convicted and they are getting jail sentences. I'm sure because of all the money and influence, they'll get shortened time for whatever. But. This this being top of news is a huge thing for us, and I I hope that this sets the precedence to you know you know move the needle a little bit at least. And I and and now we're being seen. Exactly. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Okay, it's time for Kick-Ass Koreans, y'all. Kia! Okay, this week, I have Jenny Lee. She is someone we talked about um, in passing yeah, yeah. Uh, a few episodes ago when we were talking about all the YA bloom uh, mm-hmm. uh, of the Korean writers and authors writing YA novels. And uh, she is one of them. She is a writer. Uh, her writing credits for TV include BET's Boomerang, IFC's Brockmire, Freeform's Young and Hungry, and Disney Channel's Shake It Up. So the girl has been working for a while. Yes. Um, so the news is that um, there's going to be a TV adaptation of her YA novel, Anna Kay, mm-hmm. which is a um, modern-day retelling of Leo Tolstoy's classic, Anna Karenina, which mm-hmm. I never read. Um and I feel like I just never will, so I'm excited to <laughs> <laughs> to finally see what the what all the hubbub is about. Yeah, what's this about? Uh, but they are calling. It's going to be on HBO Max, and they, uh, they've put a put pilot uh, commitment, which means the pilot's being made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, Jenny Lee, is going to be adapting her book and being the creator and the writer of the series. So kudos to Jenny Lee. That's so fucking cool. Yes. The fact that her book hasn't even come out yet. It comes out March 2020. I know. It's, and it's already been optioned for a show. This is so cool. I'm so excited. And um, the show is being called like um, Gossip Girl meets 13 Reasons Why. It's about this kind of like upper crust Korean girl who um, – is jet setting around and ha- and is kind of forced to marry this guy she doesn't want to because of status and looks. It's very like K drama. It's and perfect. It's perfect, and I'm so excited for it. So yay, Jenny Lee! Yay! I mean, that's I having read Anna Karenina when I was very young. I was like, this is also I follow her on Instagram. It's so exciting. She went to go see the Alanis Morissette musical. Oh via- yeah. Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, I want to see that. Right? I yeah. kind of want to see it too. Like, I've never really been I'm one for like one of these like you know these like big splashy, um, you know whatever like Broadway stuff. But yeah, very interested. I love. I mean, that album was important. Very important. It was. <laughs> it came right when I was in middle school, going through puberty, and I was like, she's saying everything I need to. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Okay, also, so my yeah. kick-ass Korean is Eric Nam. Eric Nam. And he is a Korean-born singer-songwriter that mm. went, you know, he's one of those like people that went to Korea to like become a K-pop person. Ah, yes, from America. And, yes, but now he's back to do an all-English album. Okay. So he's like trying to like he's been through the ringer as a K-pop person in Mm. Korea. I also will say like I feel like people that are born in America and go over there, they have like I guess they typically have more money or something. They become it's like a thing. It's like easier. They feel they look and feel less broken down. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe it's because they have like the fluidity of like two cultures. They have agency and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he. There's this interview. The reason why I'm highlighting highlighting him is because he seems to me to be a part of like a newer generation of um, Asian American celebrities, particularly Korean ones. Even I think this is the reason why it stood out to me was that they have this like obligation, a sense of obligation about representation, mm. and like that sort of something that wouldn't be relevant to you, obviously, if you're in Korea, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> because like that's all. It's a ninety. It's an entirely homogenous society, mm-hmm. but. 
for him to come back and to have this sort of political sort of like like um, engagement and understanding about why he's coming back when he could very well be comfortable and doing all the stuff he wants to do in Korea, albeit with much less freedom. Yeah. Um, he, he's making it a priority to come here to try to show up on television, show up inside of music. And um, I thought that was very cool. And I thought that's sort of like an American sort of layer to it that I thought was um, deserving of the kick ass. Cool. Yes. I love yeah. that. And he's very hot. Oh, he's very hot. And he's <laughs> has over a million followers on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, he's K-pop famous. He's K-pop royalty. Yeah. So, like, he's coming here to, like, you know what I mean? Like, he feels that burden, having grown up in Atlanta, having grown up in in, in America, and, like, yeah. not ever seeing a version of himself Hell to yeah. try to do that. And that's cool. That's awesome. And he has a world tour beginning mm -hmm. in yes. January, and he's going to be all over the world. So go check him out, and we'll tweet out his handle so you can follow him and listen to his music. I'm very excited to see some music videos. He's so, so cute. Yeah, I Ooh. mean, with the na last name, like, Nam, you know. Nam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's a Nam face. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fancy Korean face right yeah, there. Yeah, it's a fancy Korean yeah. face. That's like, like that's a Son face. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, All right. for sure. Well, go look up Jenny Lee and Eric Nam, two of our kick-ass Koreans this week. Let's go into plugs. What do you got coming up that people can see you in in Chicago? Oh, oh my gosh. There's nothing I can, you can see me in Chicago because I'm going to go to New York tomorrow. And then you're going I'm, to New York tomorrow? Mm hmm. Why? Because I need to be alone. <laughs> Wait, what? Is this a just personal trip? Um, no, I'm like, I'm meeting with my fucking, you know, shit like that. And um, oh, oh, your reps and I, stuff? Yeah, and like okay. uh, I'm doing, um, I'm going to uh, Colbert. I'm going to tape, taping of the Colbert show. Oh, cool! And that's it. Literally, I'm there for 48 hours. Just in and out. I'm in and out. I'm, wow. I'm there for 48 hours. I'm legit. Like, I need like three hours to myself, <laughs> 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 just to be completely alone, yeah. not cleaning something up. Yeah, you know, yeah, like my. Yeah. I just. I want you to hear something. I was upstairs putting on clothes to drive to school and my husband downstairs looking into the refrigerator was like shouted up can you see the yogurt <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about he was looking into the refrigerator and didn't know where the yogurt was oh my so he called up to me to say oh do God. you see where the yogurt, yogurt is? is it's like no honey i'm upstairs you're I'm upstairs. inside the fridge <laughs> This is why you don't get words of affirmation. <laughs> you have to be do the minimum. The bare <laughs> goddamn minimum, bitch. I just want to be alone. I want I like I that's like you. I you know and I, I want to be yeah. I mean yeah. some of this was just planned out like a little bit before cuz I cuz uh, uh, my friend that lives there won't be there for very long and I actually wanted to go see the slave play. Um, oh, I heard that was good. Yes. Someone I actually really wanted to see someone that. Someone just watched that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, she got these tickets too. And also Jagged Little yeah. Pill. That's over there. Yeah. I mean, so I will try to go at some point to see sla both Slave play and uh, Jagged Little Pill, but not this trip. But um, gotcha. I needed to get away. Okay. <laughs> so if you're in New York, um, do not contact bother her. Bother me. <laughs> yeah, don't bother her. <laughs> Let, leave her alone. And otherwise, I have the 1212 Ajma show live in LA. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh my God. You're going to be in New York and then you're going to be right back into LA. You're going to be yeah. jet setting, honey. Ooh, I'm I so am, excited. I am. Make sure to take emergency and yes. zinc and echinacea before you travel. It's too late. Always. After. Yeah. Always. Um, cool. So you can find me. Um, well, it's my birthday, so I'm going to take some time off of comedy, and um, which means just like uh, two days. But I'm <laughs> right back at it. Tuesday, 12, 10, I'm going to be at Blam Blam Blam, which is a cool show at the R Bar in um, in L.A. So if you're in, in the L.A. area, come to that. And also, get your ass to the Comedy Central stage on 12, 12 at 8 p.m. It's going to be an amazing show. We have Sam O opening for us, and we also have Phil Yu, Angry Asian Man. Um, it's going to be a hell of a time. You guys, it's going to be so fun. Please come. Show up. All right. That's it. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Audio.